Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Helena Hart. Helena, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. So let me introduce you to to Helena so you actually know a little bit about her background. As a certified life and relationship coach with a master's degree in psychology, author and master coach teacher Helena Hart actually helps people all over the world effortlessly attract love into their lives, and she can get results for you quickly. Now, whether you're recently single or you've been single for years or you're in a relationship that seems to be going nowhere, Helena can actually help you quickly and permanently turn your love life around. You'll be amazed at how easy and fun it can be to attract more love and the right man for you without having to work so hard. Well, do me a favor, Helena. Take take a minute, just let us know if we missed anything, obviously. And also, can you give us a glimpse into how did you get started doing the work that you're doing now? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, I actually, you know, like you said, my background's in psychology. I went to grad school for psychology. So I've always really wanted to help people and I've been just very passionate about helping people improve their lives. But, you know, really the reason I decided to become a relationship coach was because of the struggles I've had in my own love life and what I had to do to sort of turn everything around and just talking to so many clients and women, especially from all over the world, there's a lot of common themes that have emerged, I've found. And so that's my this the passion of my life is helping women turn their love lives around so they can have the relationship they want. Beautiful. Awesome. So I, I got to ask you, you said, you know, your, your background psychology. What did you think you were going to be doing when you started down that path? Oh, great question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that before in an interview. <laughs> I, um, you know, I went to the, my master's degree was a clinical framework and I, and I was actually in a PhD program for a while for clinical psychology. So I wanted to be a psychologist and I did some work in counseling and, and realized that I didn't really love it as much as I thought I was going to. <laughs> so I, I uh, dropped out of the, of the program. Everybody was shocked because they're so hard to get into. Um, mm. Typically those kinds are like notoriously hard to get into. But I just knew after about a year or so, I, I knew that this was not what I wanted to do with my life. So I just took a totally different direction. And I'm so glad I did. That was just the best decision I ever made. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I really, it was my own love life that I was really struggling with. So once I kind of turned everything around in that area, I knew for sure that this is what I wanted to do, help other women do the same. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Obviously, here on Speaking of Partnership, we focus on partnership, and and that was kind of a way you partnered with your truth, right? And went, wait a minute, this is not it. Even though everything else says I should stick with this, uh, I was a great accomplishment just to get into this program, I'm still walking away. 
Yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty shocking, but it was just. I, you know, it was so, it was just such a stressful thing. And it was because I was all full of resistance working so hard because that's sort of what I thought I was supposed to be doing. You know, I thought that was sort of an impressive thing or just the next logical step. But yeah, everything in me knew that I was destined for something completely different. Awesome. Awesome. And this just occurred to me. I've been calling you Helena. Is it Helena or Helena? Oh, Helena. 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 See, I'm glad mm-hmm. I asked. <laughs> I'm used to all different kinds of pronunciations. Oh, I get bet. everything. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I get a chance to find out the real one. Helena. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, awesome. You got it. So I want to ask you something because one of the things that I, I know that matters for me, and I've, I've heard this from many of our guests, is, you know, it helps to, when it comes to partnership, it, it really helps to have kind of an anchor or something that keeps you or can get you back on track when you're off track. I call it a guiding principle. Some people think of it as a quote or a mantra. What do you use for that? What, like, what is it that always you can come back to whenever you feel like you're kind of off in the weeds? Oh, that's a great question. I love that. There's actually something uh, from one of my programs called the Feminine Art of Attraction called uh, my Miracle Mindset Practice. And I love I love the use of mantras. And it's this um, sort of four-step process of tuning into yourself and for women specifically tuning into your feminine energy and installing these new beliefs. You know, I have one for love and one for money because those are the areas that a lot of women are struggling with and they kind of go hand in hand. So, um, you know, different, different things you can say, like, you know, all I have to do is be myself and I effortlessly attract love and abundance. Things like that, you know, uh, things are always working out for me. I'm at the right place. I'm at the right, uh, in the right time doing the right things, things like that, you know, very, there's very general. And then I get more and more specific because I've really found with mantras, uh, I don't like affirmations all that much because it's sort of like almost like trying to get yourself to believe something that you don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Like if you were to say, or if I were to say, I'm a, I'm a millionaire, or if a woman were to say, you know, my dream man is already here. Well, that's going to kick in this nasty voice in your head, typically saying, no, you're not, or no, he's not, (laughs) you know, or you don't deserve that. You know, all these things we can kind of tell ourselves on a deep level. So, um, I like to go more general and then get more and more specific to make sure you're not contradicting that statement with a belief, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So like, do you have one that's kind of your anchor? I love things are always working out for me because that's general enough to where I believe that, you know? And so, and then if I'm going through a tough time, since things are always working out for me, there must be value in this. And that really anchors me to look for the value rather than staying stuck in the pain points or focusing on everything that's going wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. typically I've found we as humans, like if there's five things going wrong in our life and there's one thing going right, we want to focus on all the things that aren't working or conversely play it the other way around if there's five things going right and one thing going wrong we want to focus on everything that's going wrong um typically in women i work with it's like their love lives or their relationship and that's i found not the way to go so that that's what really helps me out um, since things are always working out for me there must be value in this situation and then quickly looking for the value awesome i love that 
So I want to ask you about something else that you said. Um, and a lot of people may not have heard it, but it, it definitely caught my ear, which was you said, love and money tend to go hand in hand. Yes, yes, what absolutely. Do you, what do you mean by that? Why, why is that the case? Well, it's a similar when you're lacking in one of those two areas. I found it's like a similar energy of lack. Like I want this thing so badly and it's not coming to me, whether it be, um, you know, the career of your dreams or the success that you've always wanted or um, a great relationship or for your relationship to improve if you're in one. When those things aren't coming to you freely, it's a very similar energy of lack that we can typically get stuck in. I've found. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's awesome. Because I mean, I've certainly, you know, witnessed that as well, working with women where they're, they're struggling with, you know, one of those areas, and they're like, Oh, actually, I struggle in the other area, too, whether it be their career or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah, I found it's well, I've typically like two types of women, you know, very either high powered, super successful in their career and can't seem to get it together in their love life mm-hmm. or on the other extreme, just um, someone who's having a hard time getting the motivation or or just not knowing how to take care of themselves financially. And that's absolutely spilling over into their love life as well. You know, I can definitely relate to that in my past, sort of looking to a man to fix what's wrong in my life, even on a very, you know, deep unconscious level. I had no idea I was doing this. So, um, you know, usually a woman has to get her own masculine energy and gear for herself and her own life. And that includes setting up a career and being able to take care of herself financially before she will attract a masculine energy man, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, that the listeners love about the show is that our guests are incredibly generous in sharing their own personal stories of, of, you know, ups and downs in partnership. And I'm, I'm wondering if you would help us out by, Taking us to a time in your life when you kind of tripped up in your partnership, you know, what did you trip on? You know, what were you doing? And what did you learn from that experience that actually helped you move forward? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind was is sort of, you know, the partnership with my own desires and what I wanted for myself. You know, in my past love life history, I was always the person who was attracting emotionally unavailable men. And I know so many women can relate to this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's the only kind of man I was attracting and I was attracted to. And if a nice guy showed up who wanted a a real full-time relationship, it's like, I didn't even see him or I didn't want anything to do with that guy. So that's where I had to learn. I was really seeking that love and validation and approval and security uh, outside of myself by sort of chasing energetically, kind of chasing and putting all my energy into these unavailable men where the relationship never worked out and it just always left me heartbroken. It was like a pattern I repeated over and over until I finally figured out what was going on. Nice. So what happened after you figured it out? Well, it was like a, uh, it was sort of, I don't know if it was like a just a one-time revelation, but I kind of started to see my patterns and uncover my patterns. I mean, this was before there was maybe even such thing as a relationship coach, or at least I didn't know about it. So it was a lot of trial and error and reading everything I could about love and men and relationships. And I really started to notice like 
the, the only men I was interested in were the ones that were kind of difficult to get a hold of, not really available, and I never knew where I stood with them. And so at a certain point, I just made this decision to only spend time with men who were 100% available and whose energy was coming towards me. And then once I really felt that difference, everything turned around and I actually changed the type of man I was attracted to and attracted um, different kind of men, totally different kind of men. So it was it was just a life-changing experience. That's what I help women do now too in their own love lives. Nice. And I'm, I'm curious because I, I, you know, I witness that all the time and, and I'm wondering for you, what, what made you trust taking that step? Because oftentimes that's where I hear the pushback, like, yeah, but how do I know it'll work? Mm -hmm. How's that going to happen? I, you know, having someone is better than having no one. What if that's going to take a long time? All those, you know, those limiting beliefs and doubts come up. So what was it that made made it okay for you to where you just went, no, I'm, I don't care if I maybe don't date somebody for a little while. I only want to be dating this type of men. Yeah, great question. So a lot of times that I found in clients too, it sort of takes getting burned that one last time <laughs> by, by that, you know, um, elusive, unavailable type of man where it's just like, okay, I'm finally done. I'm not going to keep going back to this same type of relationship dynamic. And, um, you know, it was probably just that one final heartbreak where I'm like, I have to, I have to learn how to turn this around and figure this out for myself. Nice. Yeah, it's funny because you say, you know, that one last time, which is kind of self-fulfilling, right? Because the time you choose to make it the last time is going to be the last time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I was sort of the queen of breaking up and getting back together. I know a lot of women in that situation as well. So uh, you just have to finally, it's almost just like, I can't, I can't do this one more time. I have to. Uh, It's basically choosing what you want, which is a, a fully committed, loving relationship over this one particular man. And a lot of women aren't ready yet. A lot of women are like, well, yeah, I want that, but I really want just this one guy. And so when it finally doesn't work out with that one guy, you know, then typically she's a little more open to, to doing things a different way. Yeah. And that's a really great point because I heard a great quote from, from one of my guests on the show before, Mike Goldstein. He said, you want to evaluate the relationship, not the person. Yes, yes. Oh, I love Mike Goldstein. Yeah, I was uh, interviewed by him, and I also interviewed him recently too. So he's, I love everything he has to say. Yeah, absolutely. It's and that can be a hard thing because we can get laser focused on mm-hmm. that one person that we want to be with, and kind of put all our eggs in that basket. And it's that energy that actually pushes away masculine energy men. You know, it, it blocks you from actually getting everything you want. So I, I'm, I'm curious, because uh, you, you've, you've said several times, Helena, about, you know, the, the energy and so on, and I do lots of energy work. And, and so I'm curious, when you, when you talk about that energy that blocks you from getting the kind of man you want, what is that energy? How do you, how do you identify that? Oh, there's, yeah, great question. There's all different kinds. I mean, it can be, I know you've spoke about your own limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. In my work, I do a lot of work with masculine and feminine energy. So a lot of times, you know, we all have both masculine and feminine energy inside of us. And what I've really found is as women, we attract a mirror image of our own masculine energy. A lot of people are surprised to hear that. They haven't heard that before. So so if your own masculine energy is not taking 
care of yourself and, you know, cherishing your feminine energy, you're going to see that in the men you're attracting. You're basically going to attract men who are reflecting that back to you. So for, you know, an example of that, if you tend to be hard on yourself or really critical of yourself, you're going to attract men who might criticize you or just make you feel like you're not quite good enough. Or let's say you're kind of always attracting men who keep you waiting, waiting to make some decision about you or the relationship. Normally I say, okay, where are you waiting in other areas of your life? Because that was certainly the case for me, you know, kind of putting my own dreams on hold because I was waiting for my love life to get in order first. And it just never worked out that way for me. I just had it completely backwards. Yeah, I I like that. That's really interesting because, yeah, it's definitely a mirror. And it's like, oh, so where are you actually doing this? And then guess what you, you're going to attract the exact same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's less about, okay, how do I get this man to, to do what I want <laughs> this mm-hmm. one time? And, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of like superficial strategies or tactics or games. You know, I'm, I want to shift the whole dynamic. It's like getting that masculine energy and gear for yourself. That's also what allows you to be in your feminine energy when you're with a man. And a lot of women are not in touch with that side of themselves at all. So I love developing that in them. So it's not about like squashing your masculine energy down or or trying to balance them. I really think it's about ramping up both your masculine and your feminine and just using them in a way that works for you in your love life rather than against you. Yes. Yes. And, you know, you you make a great point there of it's it's not an either or proposition. It's not like oh I've got to be in my feminine, which means I squash my masculine. Well, there, you still right. have both, and so it's moving along the spectrum, and it's the the blend that you want to be operating in at that time. And if you're all the way down exactly. on, the, on the masculine end, well, you're not looking for a feminine guy. So, but that's the only space you left open. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. guess yes, what? Absolutely. That's why you get the guy that needs wants to be taken care of and so on. It's like because. You actually left him no option. You did. You took all the leadership roles. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I found men really do step up, and they want to be that that masculine man for you. Most of them, they just um they just need you to create that space for him to step up. Right when you're you stop picking up the slack for him and do all the work in the relationship to move it along. You know, it's like you said, you're kind of stepping all over his masculine territory. There's no room for him to go. And men, I, most men are just such wonderful people, <laughs> just good guys, and, and they want to make women happy. It's really true. So they're just like, okay, so they're happy to sit back and let you run the show because they, you know, that's what they think you want to do. It's pretty interesting how it works. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, I use an image with my clients of, you know, in our relationship, both of us have masculine and feminine, and obviously we're moving back and forth at different times. And it's kind of like, you know, on a playground when you're a kid, there was a teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. And if both of you sat on one end, how fun was it? Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. like, it has and, to be that yeah. path. That's how it works. You have to, one's in charge and the other's in charge. And you go back and forth. That's the give and take of partnership. If you're all like, oh, we're down here. How come you're not over there? And we're fighting over who's on which end. That that's not partnership. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's taking a look at where, what are you, what energy are you contributing? Where are you on that continuum, exactly. rather than kind of just blaming the other person and thinking, okay, how do I get them to do what I want? Exactly. Well, 
Helena, I want to ask you something about, <clears throat> excuse me, about your experience in partnership. And what I'm, what I'm curious about is if you would share a, a brief story of a time in your life where you had, like, what was one of the payoffs of partnership? And what I mean by that is something that you're aware that maybe this was in your career or, you know, personally or with your family, whatever, where the experience you have would not have happened on your own. You had to be in partnership to have this payoff happen in your life. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. You know, I tend to be someone who likes to do it all on my own, or I'm kind of a perfectionist. I have a hard time delegating and, <laughs> you know, I was a little like OCD tendency. A lot of women <laughs> that I work with have that same thing. I don't know if you have that going on for yourself mm -hmm. too, but I can totally be a perfectionist and drive myself crazy. So yeah, I've, I've done, um, partnerships with other people, you know, recently, I would say in the past few years, um, and other amazing women, relationship coaches, two in particular, actually three in particular. Um, and and those things would not have come together at all if I hadn't been open to that and if I were trying to do it all myself. And, and we were much more successful. We're able to help much, you know, many, many more women because I was open to, you know, saying yes to those things where typically, you know, I can tend to have this voice in my head that wants to figure everything out. So when someone asks me to do something, my first thought can be like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, so it's it's um, trusting yourself, trusting yourself and your own intuition to where the yes is like an, an obvious thing. And it paid off huge for, for not just myself and the people I was in partnership with, but for all the women we were able to help. So that was a, a huge uh, lesson for me personally. Yeah, that's that's a great one. And, and I, I love the fact that you, you drew attention to it. It wasn't just a payoff for you and your your direct partners. It was what else was created because of that partnership that influenced and helped other people. So it's actually mm -hmm. a ripple effect that happens when we partner. Not only are we now enhanced and able to go to another level, our impact on the world also does the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just different strengths. I have certain strengths and I have certain things that are definitely not my strength. And so, and everyone has that. So if you can partner with people who where it's really complimentary, it's like, it's this amazing sort of synergy that happens. That's just, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm really looking forward to continuing to do that throughout my whole career. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Helena, we've gotten to a part of the program I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we actually, we step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you for a couple of bits of, of specific information that our, our listeners, if they took nothing else out of the show, they can take these two pieces and really run with them. And the first thing I want to ask you about is, what would you say is the best either partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received? Oh, that is great. That is a great question. Okay, the best, I didn't know you were going to ask me this. Okay, let me think. I would say the best uh, relationship advice I've ever received, this is from my mentor, Roy Ray, who uh, trained me to be a relationship coach. And now um, I'm in partnership with her, actually. We've done a bunch of programs together, her and I, and, and are still doing them. And I and I also help, um, help her train new relationship coaches. So she's just been a hugely influential person in my life, both personally and professionally. Um, she probably gave me the best relationship advice. You know, she said, when you, when you look at your man, you have a choice in that moment. <laughs> she said, you can either 
Think about something that you like about him, something he does that makes you feel cherished and adored, or you can think about whatever it is that's irritating you or bothering you about him. Like that choice is yours. And a lot of times as women, we can often on a deep level be inspired by our anger or our jealousy or our need to control. And so it's like stepping into yourself and choosing in that moment. What, what is it that I want to look at? Something that you like about the person or something that's bothering you? Like that option is yours. Helps you kind of feel like you have a sense of power and it actually shifts your vibe and your energy and, and actually elicits sort of the best qualities from that person who's right in front of you, no matter who it is. Yeah, that that's a great one. And you know, you, you made an interesting comment about, you know, the fact that you'll you'll sometimes be focused on what isn't working. And I think part of that too is as sad as it sounds, culturally it's more accepted to focus on the thing you don't like. Like if you come in and go, My guy's great, people are like, What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And and I feel like sometimes we as humans think we're here to like solve problems and overcome obstacles and and work hard and I personally don't buy into any of that at all I just think we're here for like the joyous expansion and getting what we want and it doesn't actually have to be this struggle but a lot of us are and I think it gets passed down through our families I can certainly relate to that where it's kind of you, you know you maybe feel like you don't fit in unless you're struggling over something or working really hard trying to overcome some obstacle people bond that way a lot of times i've found yeah absolutely it's it's what i call validating our invalidation yeah i like that it's like uh -huh. oh cool let's all commiserate about how bad life is yeah wow exactly. that's not really a really fun thing if you think about the outcome you're just feeding that. I, I agree. But we don't think Absolutely. about the outcome. We think about, oh, this will be nice and we'll all have something to talk about and we'll connect. And it's like, ew, what an <laughs> icky connection. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many uh, women I know, especially talk, you know, talking about their love lives, just like to trade horror stories about online dating or about um, their boyfriends. You know, it, it's just like what we do a lot of times as people, that's our natural tendency. So, and it's not helpful. I don't think it's helpful at all to do that. Yeah. I mean, a great example is just look at Facebook. Somebody rants yeah, about their, uh -huh. their partner and there'll be six or seven comments easily of, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, my guy did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody's like, oh, he was so nice, people don't say a thing. <laughs> right, right. You don't hear other uh -huh. people going, Absolutely. yeah, my guy's done great things too. They're just like, nope, we don't want to comment on that. Right, right, exactly. And then yeah. there, there can be this fear of sharing your success. And mm -hmm. I, I definitely feel that a lot of times because you feel like people aren't, you know, aren't going to like you or you, you won't be relatable. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. It's great when you find those people who are re like really celebrate you and really are, you know, you can share success stories. I have a, another relationship coach friend of mine, really good friend, and we text each other all the time when good things are happening in our businesses or in our love lives. You know, it's just really great to find those people who, who you can do that with. It's like building momentum in that positive direction exactly. rather than the negative. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Helena, what would you do us a favor? Would you give us what is your like if you had one and only one thing you could recommend one book, one resource, whatever you want to call it. What is the number one thing you would recommend to our listeners regarding partnership and why that one? 
Oh, that's a really great question. Uh, oh, there's so many. There's so many. Though, if I was gonna say one, I would say, um, you know, Rory Ray, my brilliant mentor. She totally changed my life in terms of, well, first my personal life before I even knew her because I read her book, her ebook, Have the Relationship You Want, and all her programs. And that really is the first thing that taught me about feminine energy and and how powerful you really are as a woman. Because, you know, I didn't think that way before. I was just, I, I would give all my power to, to men, you know, and, and just kind of wait around for them to decide what they wanted to do with me. So that was the first thing that really helped me kind of own my power and turn everything around in my love life. That's awesome. That is a great, great recommendation. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty clear. It's clear to me anyhow there's a whole lot we could be talking about. We just don't have enough time. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Would you, would you let our listeners know just how can they contact you? How can they learn more about what you do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a website, HelenaHeartCoaching.com. That's H-E-L-E-N-A-H-A-R-T coaching.com and um, I have a free gift you can you can instantly access through my website it's called uh, three keys to attract the man you want it's a PDF report and an audio training very very in-depth it's not about just how to stand and what to wear to attract a guy it's about really looking at your own um, subconscious drives and perceptions and turning things around within yourself so that the right kind of guy just shows up or if you're in a relationship you know, really bringing that man closer than ever. So that's on my website, HelenaHeartCoaching.com. I have a ton of free articles and videos and um, newsletters, lots of information on there. Fantastic. And for anybody who's listening right now while you're driving or out on a jog or something, don't worry. You can go to the show page on speakingofpartnership.com, type in Helena's name, and you will get all those links right there for you. Super easy to get a hold of her. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, like I said, we're, we're short of time compared to what I would like to do, which is just like probably talk to you the rest of the day. But <laughs> what I want to thank you for is, is the insights you've provided and, and, and the um, guidance around the, the power that our thoughts have. And it's a huge, huge, huge thing and a huge gift for everyone. So thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. This was great. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.